0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Blind Justice with Attorney David Diamond. I hope everyone has been doing well, staying safe out there, enjoying time with their family, and standing up as always for what they believe in. I am very fortunate to have my first in studio guest today. James Carter is with us. He's a man that I've known for about 15 years, 15 years, 15 long years. How are you doing? How are you doing? Doing amazing. Doing amazing. You know, as well as as good as possible in
1: these times. It's a it's
0: tough and trying times right now. Appreciate every day. So I often uh, like to use Jay as a good sounding board because he has a different perspective on a lot of things. Jay is African-american been that way his entire life yes and you yes. have children as well
1: I have two girls uh, 15 and 14 and uh, yeah I've been black my entire natural life uh, but I am part Native American too but the police don't see
0: that when they pull you over they certainly do do not I've asked Jay to come here today and and talk about well in essence the talk and a, a lot of people hear the phrase the talk and it's really um, you know, it's really what you're going to talk to with your children about police interactions. Now, I have two children of my own, uh, both boys. I don't have any daughters. So Jay has daughters, which is a whole different world. And he also has uh, daughters that happen to be African-American. So I'm seeking some expert guidance on, uh, you know, he might have suggestions on helping prepare kids for police interactions. And just the idea in itself of the talk, a lot of the Caucasian... Uh, non-Hispanic, non-African-American friends of mine, I bring up the idea of the talk and they really don't have any idea what I'm referring to. It's kind of a, a cultural aspect that not a lot of people are aware of and the necessity to really prep your kids to how to interact with police. Does that sound about right, Jay? It, it
1: does, but this is not a new thing. And the, the new woke uh, situation that we have with social media, with uh, the new awareness, and I think part of that's facilitated by the world slowing down with the coronavirus and us all being trapped in our homes. Um, this is nothing new. This is something that I learned, you know, it's interesting cause my, my daughter's 15. So she's going through her permit test. And the first conversation we had was how to interact with police. And this is pre George uh, Floyd. Um, it's something that's been done and passed down generations and generations because it's important. Your, your job, Uh, in an interaction with a police officer, if you're a person of color in the United States of America, is to survive that interaction. That is it. Um, So there has to be a conversation about how to talk, how to move, how not to move, you know, and how to be calm in a situation that could be heated. This is not saying that every police officer that's ever pulled me over in my 46 years of life has been you know, a racist or had an issue with me or that maybe I wasn't even, maybe I was speeding or, or, you know, coasted through a stop sign, but that interaction, I have to plan for the next steps and making sure that I survive that interaction.
0: So it's fair to say that in, in your lifetime, you've had good interactions and, and not so good interactions with law enforcement. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've had
1: some entirely, driving while black situations I've uh where police officers pulled me over and then you know they looked in and saw that I had they really pulled me over for no reason and just stopped me looked in the car and they okay yeah nothing and just walked away um, I've had interactions with police officers as a as a young man where I'm driving with much a, a group of my friends um, parked outside of a school minding our own business just like any teenager would getting ready to go play basketball or hang out with your friends you know grouping together and you're fitting a description so they're pulling you over and and you know rooting through your car asking to search your car um, without any provocation you're just minding your own business going about your day um, but I've, I've also had some great experiences where where I've had one-on-one interaction. I come from a small town in Pennsylvania where people know their communities. Um, one of the gals down the street um, worked for the police station, so I had some great interactions, and I have a lot of friends. I have a, a friend that's you know African American works for Homeland Security, um, so it it depends. And and you know there's a mistake I think going on in this society today. It, it's it's a commonality where people think it's. Well, African-Americans don't want help from the police. We do. We just want the same fair treatment that everyone else has. I want to have my child be able to be, hey, if they're doing something wrong, they're pulled over. But they're treated like human beings and not like uh, convicts before they've even had an opportunity to have that interaction. With
0: that makes sense. And I think as those who listened to some of my podcasts realize I'm gonna be a little bit more on the quiet side today because I think for someone like me listening is gonna be a better part today of myself being educated. Um, Jay and I have different experiences. You've, you've lived in Los Angeles, you've lived uh, Pennsylvania, um, you've been in New York, you've been around, you've seen a lot of different things. Um, I you know, I tell my clients to, regardless of race, it's always smart when you're approached by a law enforcement officer, put your hands where they can see you because, I think you would agree a little bit that it is certainly a dangerous job. You don't know who's gonna have a weapon and who might not be having a weapon, regardless of color of the skin. When you approach a car on a, on a deserted highway in the middle of the night, you don't know what you're about to get yourself into. Um, so I think, would you agree that there are some fundamental and systematic things to do just to make the officer, as well as yourself, feel like this is a, a safer encounter as he's approaching the vehicle? Um, yeah, I, I think that's
1: that's a part of the conversation that, that we have that's been passed down from my grandfather, from my father, from my uncles, um, aunts, and everyone in my family. Um, I think one of the things that that is an issue, I'm a tall guy. I'm not a, a, a slight of frame guy. I can be the nicest person in the world. I'm looked at as a threat if there is, if, if I was an Italian person, I don't think that that same level of threat is going to be there when they're walking up on me because I've had friends that have been through interactions and, and, and they're actually yelling at the police officer right. or, or having a heated conversation. And I'm, there's a great Dave Chappelle standup uh, about, about that in killing me softly, where he says, you know, Oh my gosh, don't do that. Don't do that. Because there's that natural fear of, that interaction, you do not want to take it to an elevated level. But yes, it is. If I, listen, if I had to do that for a living, I would be um,
0: highly cautious of who I was pulling over. But that's why I don't have that. I don't do that for a living. There's a scene um, we often talk about the movies you watch. You know, some incredible ones that are out there. Uh, Just Mercy, um, right. uh, The Hate You Give. There's a scene in The Hate You Give where. The young uh, African American uh, girl who seen has seen her her best friend get shot by police for for grabbing a hairbrush. Her uncle is also a cop. He's African American, and she and him are going back and forth on this dialogue, this hypothetical. And she says, "Well, what if you pulled up on a guy that's, uh, you know, a businessman, white guy? You know, not would you would you believe that you know it, it, you're safer, not have to pull your gun?" And he says. Yeah, I would feel safer, and and if she says, "Well, what if that person's black?" And he says, "Well, I would probably break leather, or I would probably get my gun ready." And she's just astonished in the movie to see her uncle, a cop, African American, admit that he even himself takes some more cautious approaches to, you know, a person of color while while walking up to the vehicle. Um, do you think that the race or the color of the officer? should come into play about how he approaches a suspect.
1: No, I think all officers should be trained how to interact with, with, you know, the, the people that are, are to be protected and served. Um, if, if you should have no fear of someone based on the color of their skin. And and we know if you take time to get to know people in, in the community, if you take time to, to, you will understand like, you know, African-Americans understand that not all white people are the same. We know that very well we, we're students of of caucasian people because as a minority you have to be i, I, so, feel, like so, so, yeah, I well, feel like you're always studying me yeah i feel like
0: you're studying my every move absolutely
1: well you no know, it, it's 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 something that is a, is a piece of um you know your upbringing your 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 awareness has to be at a heightened level so it's simple to ask the police to just do the same thing you know i don't want anything special like i said before all I want is the same treatment as a citizen, as a taxpayer, as a you know, person that's active in their community, coaching and being a father and, and, and taking a stance in the community and a, and a voter. I want the same um, uh, treatment as someone else would
0: if they were not African-American. It makes sense. And that's fair. And I think that's more than reasonable. Uh, as I've said on the show before, I have some very close friends that are law enforcement officers and we have some very candid conversations and and we all want everybody getting home at night. We want the, the people that are pulled over to get home safely to their families. Yeah. We want the officers to do the same. So, so let's take it back to this idea of the talk that you've had with your daughters, or you said one is 15 starting to, to learn how to drive right now. Um, I mean, what kinds of things go into that conversation? I often hear on TV a lot. Well, if you just listen to the officer, nothing would have happened to you. Uh, but take George Floyd for example. Uh, he he was complying. You know, he was just actually he was he was more than complying. He was laying there in a, unconscious for the last couple of minutes. So, um, do you buy into that argument? Well, just listen to the officer and you'll be fine. Or is that too generalized of a statement? Do you teach your girls something more than that? Of course, because I want them to live. That's something that racist people say to um,
1: validate improper treatment of minorities or African-Americans, people that they see different because, and and let's be honest, they don't see, there's a lot of people, you know, I've had many conversations about George Floyd with with non-African-American people recently. Um, I've had some people say that, hey, Jay, you would never be in this position because you're a good guy and you're a family guy and you're doing this, but, you know, you can never control the how you are viewed. I'm 46 years old, just like George Floyd is. I'm probably about the same height and weight as he is. So I can see I understand I'm, I'm you know, aware enough to know that when I'm outside of my circle of people that know me and, and know that I'm a good guy, that I'm viewed as Jay, the black guy. Or, you know, African-American, six foot tall, blah, blah, blah fitting a description.
0: You are, I'm sitting here looking at you. You're a tall guy. You are obviously lift weights. Um, uh, and I, I could see that, you know, just walking down the street. There are probably times in your lives where people have been intimidated by you or maybe crossed the street, walked somewhere else or, or gave you a second look just because of, you know, you can't see me here, but I'm pointing at him and saying just because you're a big, strong uh, uh, black person.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that all Big, strong people, big, strong humans are, you know, it's like seeing a big dog. If, if you saw a big brown dog run down the street and it was a Labrador, you would understand by its gait, you would understand, you know, you're looking a little bit more into it and not just taking the easy way out. I mean, racism is really taking the easy way out. I see this person as this. This is the category that they're in because of the color of their skin. And I know exactly what they are. It's just being lazy you have to be able to dig down deeper and and you know and take some time to get to know but there's there, we have an issue in this and, and I, I know I'm kind of going all around the place I'm going to get back to no the it's fine it's fine it's very helpful um, but you know you have to, we have to take time to get to know our neighbors our coworkers you know the people that you know are our family friends and just have conversations have have tough conversations and it's okay to to you know, to, to have those interactions and, and, and not be sure. And I use this example. I'm a father of two daughters. If my daughters were to come to me and tell me that they experienced something, uh, treat negative treatment by a male, I would not, I would never tell them that this didn't happen. I would never discount the situation. I'd probably be looking for the guy who did it. Um, you most likely would
0: be needing me as your lawyer Probably. after you, yes, after you resolve that situation.
1: Probably. So I feel that way. And you know, th- like I said, this is not new. This, you know, this is, this has is, um, been going on for generations and generations. And it's, it's what I heard of um, as a young person. And I thought, Hey, we'll never, this, we'll fix this in our generation because my friends are of different backgrounds and we're, we're, we're all beautiful together and it's, we're going to fix this. And, you know, here we are, I'm with kids and I I, I I, look at them and they're saying the same thing to me and, and I don't know. Back to the conversations that we have, it's, it's understanding what we see on the news today that you have to be calm. You have to keep your hands in a certain place. You have to um, control the interaction with a yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, looking them in the eye. I mean, I've been at your house and had a drink and said, I'm not driving home. You know, you will see this and people think that it's a joke. Oh, I am in. Mean, you know, I, I can't do that. Right. But it's in my best interest not to, sure. not to test test the situation. So we, we beat that into their head. Hey, if you are out and you're with your friends and you're doing something, you have to be able to control the people that you're with. Make sure that they are um, quality people and not going to draw negative attention to you as a as a negative group of people, and it doesn't matter what the background is, it's making sure that when the police, you know, pull you over, that the people in that vehicle understand
0: uh, the rules of engagement. And let me ask you: Do you think it's valuable for parents uh, that are not parents of children of color, that are that are Caucasian parents, to also still have a talk with their children about? how to engage with law enforcement Uh, it may be a little bit different but do you think that's also something that that really all parents should be talking about with their children
1: i think everyone should be talking about i think everyone should be talking about understanding um what goes on with um people outside their cultures you know i'm not i'm not an immigrant right i pay attention to what goes on with ice um i pay attention to what's going on with um the uh uh, lgbtq um Uh, you know, people, I want to make sure that I'm aware of everything that's going on with different communities, even if I'm not, it's not a piece of my makeup. I think we should all understand that these are things that happen. And and yeah, I think, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed Johnny should know how to interact with police as well, because, you know, but I think we we need to understand that the, the big issue we need to change, the change we need to make is in the training of these officers. And instead of policing, you know, we need to make sure that they are protecting and serving. There's a difference. If I'm protecting my family,
0: I'm treating them different differently than I am if I'm policing them. Understood. So, I mean, I, you know, as a lawyer, the I, the law is very simple, which is when, when an officer is giving you a command, you have to obey it, but it has to be a lawful command. And I get in arguments with people all the time because a lot of people say, well, when an officer says to do something, just do it. And I say, well, technically the law says it have to be a lawful command, right? They can't, the officer can't order you to perform fellatio on them, or the officer can't, you know, order you to give them all the money in the wallet. Or sometimes an officer can't even order you out of the car. If it's just a minor uh, speeding uh, infraction, so I know those are a range of examples right there. But a lot of people say, you know what? I don't have the time on the side of the road to determine what's a lawful uh, order or not. Because if I'm a person of color and I say, "I'm sorry, officer, that's not a lawful order. I'm not going to obey it," they're going to they're going to pull them out of the car and probably I'm get sh- physical. Yeah, I'm
1: trying not to get shot 95 times. So okay. if 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 I know that I'm being pulled over for no reason, again, survive the interaction. Um, again, not every officer that's ever pulled me over has necessarily been at, at fault. I've I've been uh, subject to having a lead foot. I've been subject to um, you know maybe not completely stopping and and you know one one thousand two one thousand go at a stop sign perfectly uh, just being pullovers, but the interaction just needs to change. So for me, it's all about teaching my girls that. You know, where you should pull over, what you should do, um, you know, because there's that that female side of things that you don't, you don't want to, you know, right. so pull you, over on the freeway, but you don't want to seem like you're running from the police.
0: You've got a twofold because obviously... The safety and well-being of your of your daughters you know i i I have four sisters and i i remember conversations in our house which was you know always pull over in a well-lit area where other other cars still coming by you don't want to be any you know uh, abandoned or unused you know part of the part of the area when you get pulled over um but let's talk tactics for some of our listeners that might be interested and so you tell your daughter some of the things i think you just mentioned some well-lit areas where you pull over um what about the interaction? Are we talking yes sir, no sir, those kinds of things? Uh, how are you addressing the law enforcement officers?
1: I I mean it's it's always been for me, and, and it's just the same way that I was trained of of yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Um, is I'm sorry, is there a problem? Is you know, can you, you know, if, if they give you that opportunity to speak, and hopefully they do, and in five seconds you'll know what you're dealing with. Right. Um but yeah, it it just has to be a strong and you know, I think. When I go out into the world, I try to have—I mean, I'm loose. We've known each other 15 years. We have real loose conversations. But uh, when I'm presented to the world, I have to—I have to be a representative, a positive representative for who I um, am—and understand that it's gonna—it could be a game changer for me. Sure. Um, In it being a positive interaction with the officer, him reading me and saying, "Well, okay, all right, I really have nothing." I didn't pull this person over for anything or it's not worth my time. Um, And, and he goes away. So I have to um, instruct them on that, instruct them on their emotions. Even if you're right, you know, let it go go for the moment. Yeah. For the moment, survive the interaction. My youngest daughter is is very, um, you know, black and white, right, right and wrong. So I, I tell her, Hey, you cannot get emotional with this.
0: I, I have I know obviously know your both of your daughters yeah. very bright uh very strong minded strong-willed and uh yeah I think that it's important um what you mention is and you you'll let's say you want to fight the matter you'll have your day in court you'll right. get a lawyer whatever it might be um, that's not the place uh, nor the time to start litigating the matter because as you mentioned you're trying to survive you're right. trying to you're trying to survive the encounter Um, I watch some of these videos sometimes of these people that almost look like they're provoking law enforcement. They roll their window down half an inch and throw their license through there. Uh, I think that's a little bit extreme. You know, I think sometimes um, you can you know, you can you can extrapolate the situation a little bit better uh, without trying to, you know, almost entrap or entice the officer to being a jerk because we're all human beings and you right. know well you and i have probably had well maybe we haven't had words i don't remember if we've ever really no. had words but uh, we certainly like to push each other uh, other's buttons um but you know i i could see that in an interaction you know i, I again i tell my i do tell my my children uh, don't reach for anything because an officer can, when he's behind your car and they're in a tactical position, if they see you slouching down or leaning or, or grabbing, they don't know what you're grabbing. You know, right. I always tell them to keep their driver's licenses and registration, not in the glove box, but up above in the, uh, the sun mirror thing. I don't know, whatever you call it, because you can just flip it down and grab it. Whereas if you're reaching over in the glove box, you know, it looks a little bit more specific. So I think tactically, there are a lot of things that, that can be done. How how have your daughters, particularly the older one, responded to this notion of the talk you're having with them?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, this is not a new conversation, right? It's something that that it's like uh, eating breakfast or sitting down at the dinner table. We talk about race all the time. We talk about uh, inequalities and social inequalities. And um every different uh, type of individual that's been wronged in our society. It's important to have those conversations. Even if you're not a member, we talk about the native American play. So this has been going on forever. So the initial conversation was, yeah, yeah, dad, I understand. We get to fast forward. And that was probably just, you know, a few months before the George Floyd incident, because there's also, you know, you also have to be aware of, in today's America, people that think they speak for the police, and they're actually not police officers. Right. And I'm talking about Trayvon Martin and, and uh, Zimmerman.
0: The 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 wannabe cops, so wannabe to speak, cops. or the vigilantes. I mean, I think we just saw it recently with a shooting, right? They, you know, the, the the father and the son, the father used to be a investigator with the prosecutor's office, Saw the individual jogging that they thought you know posed a risk, and tracked him down, ran him down, right. and then when an altercation took place, then they then they shot and killed him. Right. So you know it's almost like what what are you doing? You're not a cop. Stop intervening in a situation right. that isn't yours. If someone was following me and came up on me, you know there might be an altercation. Absolutely, and that doesn't mean I you know which is why you have the "silly stand your ground" rule because when you chase someone down and then they start fighting with you for chasing them down, you don't have, in my mind, you don't have a right to stand your ground because because you've created the conflict. You've created the situation.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I, I hear a lot of things with, you know, c- scenarios like that. And it's always, well, he was on a job site and he looked around and I, I think to myself, well, if he was a 50 year old uh, Caucasian guy that just peeked in, I have a, a lot of nosy friends I have a nosy um, I'm, I'm <laughs> on right here I, a, I like to peek hey, around hey thanks. what's going on in a construction site they're doing construction at our pool outside of our house um, I've looked at it probably 25 times hey what are they doing over there okay and, and left never took anything but even if even if he had a box full of tools and you know light fixtures and wire call the police you know th- there has to be that understanding that value of of our our own existence. And and the, the big issue is which we'll, we all need to understand this. And, and to me, growing up in, a, in an integrated world, um, my entire life, I've been a student of people. We all want the same thing. I don't care if you're, you know, I grew up around a lot of Italian, um, you know, blue collar, hardworking people, a lot of executives. We all want the same thing. I've known rich, poor, everything else, every shade of the rainbow. We all want to take care of our families. We want to go home. We want to relax. We want to enjoy the activities that we love and watch our children grow. Um, there are good and bad in every single um, group.
0: And we need to remember that, including our own. I, I, I mean, I agree. I have some horrible lawyers that, that I'm embarrassed to, to be associated with. You have doctors that leave you know, instruments in people's bodies and get sued for that. I mean, right. it's the same thing. I, I hate to I hate to bring it up, but I'm pretty sure I recently read something with Chris Rock talking about the argument about, you know, bad apples. He said, yeah, but we're talking about cops. This is an industry you can't have bad apples. And And I think the joke was something to the effect of it's like airline pilots you know you can't right. have a couple that say well we're going to crash in the mountains today we're the bad apples i mean right. i don't do it as well as he does but i think it's it's definitely a in in you know it's a field where you don't want bad apples because that's not that's not helping society do what they need to do
1: well and and, and we know that that there are people that gravitate towards this profession and and it's systemic and there's been a history of it you know they the you know the police were um, in control of we just went through Juneteenth, Uh, the the police were the forces over the slaves and and forcing people into When you have that history, we got to understand the systemic history of this country. If we're gonna take a look and develop really um, positive and and great tactics to make things better. We have to, you know, you have to look at it. You got to do that critical analysis, determine what's wrong, and then we can determine what's right. And it's not saying that, hey, this is malicious, this is intentional. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if we really want to improve, we all have to come together and analyze the situation.
0: I agree. And I think you've made some strong points today and they've helped uh, understood. maybe some of the parents that are listening know how to better communicate with their kids. Uh, you know, I would say regardless of, of race, color creed religion sexual orientation it's always important to talk to your children whatever you're talking to them about you've brought up the two areas of police interaction and also uh you know safety for for females Absolutely. you know what to be you know how how to how to act and where to be and to avoid those types of situations so i think that that um you know that leaves us with a, a lot of good points and a, a lot of good thoughts out there and for those listening i'll tell you i've had some very uh, emotional conversations with, with, Jay before, um, you know, about some of the shootings, about some of the incidents, and he is very open-minded. You know, there are times when he said, you know, I, it's, I have a hard time believing that the officer is really trying to kill someone. You know, it's, uh, you know, in certain circumstances when, when a suspect points a gun at the cop and the cop has to shoot back. I mean, obviously I think you would agree there are times when officers have to, have to act with, with deadly force to save their lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, I'm not one to automatically say that, yes, in every scenario, the police officer is wrong. And George Floyd. Absolutely. Hands down. down. Hands down. You, you murdered a person. Um, and, and I try to put myself in the position of being that officer and dealing with the situation. I do think de-escalate. De, uh, By de-escalating a situation, you look at what in Camden, New Jersey, I grew up not far from there. Camden was a really tough, rough area. Um, They have improved by training their police force um, and taking them apart. Their city has improved, the crime levels have improved. We can improve this thing if we take action. If we do nothing, go back to business as usual, because everybody's trying to get the economy back up, and we, you know, once the, the attention fades off of social media and, and the protest, and the news gets on the next story about you know the two thousand people that are dying every day in this right. country, then what happens then?
0: I, I, I agree. In so my world, question. I'm
1: still. That's why I talk to my kids because
0: I have to I have to deal with the reality of that. Well, Jay, I want to thank you for coming in. It's a good good discussion. I'll have you back. We'll talk about more things as they come up. I, I greatly appreciate it. Always bring up some some issues that I don't even think about.
1: This was a fun conversation, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks again for listening. Uh this is Dave Diamond with Blind Justice. Have a safe uh day and, and remind you to stand up for what you believe in. Thank you.